Hello and welcome to the Fluid Soul podcast. I am your host, Amy, and I adore all things that tune us back into that flow state. My intention is to empower you to tap back into your own unique potential and align with your soul's deepest desires. Together, we will uncover and transform the ways in which we can cultivate our own fluid soul experience as we elevate our health, our mindset, our relationships, our spirituality, and our personal growth. Grab a cup of tea and let's get fluid. Hello and welcome back to the Fluid Soul Podcast. I am your host, Amy, and I am so incredibly excited to be recording this episode today. Reason being is the last time I recorded a podcast episode would have been in the summer of 2021. And as I record this current episode, it's January 2022. There was a lot of shifts and changes for me in 2021, and I took my own advice. I listened to what my soul was truly needing from me and decided to stay fluid. And that process meant putting a pause on my podcast. But here I am, 2022, about to release my podcast So if you're listening to this, the podcast has already been out for a few weeks, which is very exciting. But I want us to go back to the end of my last podcast, my fourth podcast episode, in which I ended off my story in my trip with my trip to Central America. So that was this winter of 2020 and I got back to Canada in March 2020. Me and my partner got back to Canada and when we were traveling the last two weeks before returning to Canada is when I started to get little bits of information about the pandemic. So when I was traveling, I made a really conscious decision to not get uh, too focused on the news or whatever was happening in the world. I wanted to be really present with the experience that I was creating for myself with that solo trip. And that even meant that I wasn't up to date on what was happening in the world. And in fact, this is actually a practice that I do now intentionally on a weekly basis. I prefer to find out about pieces of information either from my friends, from family, or typically from other um, people that I highly look up to through social media. So I avoid mainstream media like the plague. (laughs) And I won't go into that right now, but I have my reasons. And so, like I said, it wasn't until other travelers when I was in Central America started talking about, have you heard about the pandemic? Have you heard about this virus that's coming out? And I thought to myself at the time, "Mm, I don't know, you know, there's been many viruses that have come out in the history of our human existence, and I wasn't too concerned. And so we got back, and it wasn't until we got to the airports 
um, and try to go through customs and all those different pieces, of course, that we had to do in order to get back to Canada, that we started to really understand the, the, the weight of this situation and how it wasn't just affecting Canada, but it was, it was affecting the whole of the world. And so when me and my partner got back to Canada, we learned that we had to isolate, to quarantine for two weeks. When this first happened, you know, we'd been on holiday or I'd been, I'd been traveling for a few months. My partner had been um, on holiday from his work for about two weeks. And we thought, great, like another two weeks to just hang out and do nothing. Like, sure, why not? <laughs> and it was coming to the end of winter there. So the weather wasn't great. In fact, when we got back to Canada, we arrived in Calgary. Um, it was minus 40, I think. <laughs> and we arrived there at 2 a.m. in the morning. And coming from a tropical, hot and humid climate of Central America back to those conditions was a real wake-up call. <laughs> and I honestly wanted to go straight back to Central America. But of course, we traveled home. We came back to the Kootenays. We got into our quarantine and we did the things that we had to do. And over that time, so over those following um, months, a lot of things happened for a lot of us. A lot of us went through a lot of grief, a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty. We also started to um, pit, I think, pit each other against each other. You know, this person has this belief, this person has this belief. Do I agree with them? Do I not agree with them? So these things that we are now truly in the thick of in 2022 were just starting to appear. Of course, I had planned to go back to teaching my yoga classes that had been really fruitful for myself in 2019, in the fall of 2019. But of course, everything went into lockdown and this happened really quickly. And this meant that my, my yoga business, my in-person classes had to completely shut down. And it was a really challenging time, I think, for everyone. But from my own personal experience, and I can only speak from that experience, it was definitely very challenging. I found myself uh, getting sucked in to the mainstream media, which again, I mentioned is something that I really intentionally do my best to not get involved with. I got sucked into the mainstream media. And before I knew it, I was starting to carry around these fears, these beliefs that weren't really in alignment with who I was. I was following all of the recommendations that the mainstream media and the government were sharing. And that's kind of how the first start of 2022 or the first few months of the pandemic unfolded for me. I did everything that I was asked to do. And like most businesses had to, if they offered in-person classes or workshops or whatever it was, schools, universities, we all started to pivot to online. So that in itself, with the, with the already amounting stress of the uncertainty of the pandemic, then came a new layer of stress from having to pivot to offering online classes 
And I actually was really proud of myself. I think probably a lot of business owners were really proud of themselves. And if you are one of those business owners listening right now, I want you to give yourself a pat on the back because we learn how to run online classes with all of the tech, with all of the integrated systems super quick. (laughs) Like it took me probably two weeks, two weeks of sitting on my computer and learning all of the things I need to learn, all of the YouTube videos I could get my hands on, integrating all of the systems so that I could make it as easy and as streamlined for my students to take part. And so this was happening and people started to sign up. So I was able to go back to teaching. Of course, it didn't feel the same, but I was very grateful that I was still able to offer these kinds of classes at that time. It also expanded my awareness more into the online world, which if you remember from one of my previous episodes, I shared about my first few years working as an online entrepreneur. And then I took a break for that in 2019. So here I was coming back to working online, but from a different perspective, working online within my yoga business, something that I hadn't planned on really doing. But that expanded my awareness into what else could I offer to people online that people were needing right now? Because if it wasn't just Canada, it was global. Everyone was going into lockdown and people were desperately seeking community connection. They were desperately seeking to be able to still um, gain the information that could support them through this transformation. So that comes for me in the form of creating a week-long online retreat and I gather together a group of women who I truly um, look up to who inspire me within the within the the umbrella of health and wellness and we put this this week-long retreat together and we donated all of the profits to an incredible uh, women's indigenous organization and that was that in itself was a really beautiful experience. I gained a lot from it myself. Again, I learned a lot about tech and those kinds of pieces. I also learned about what it means to collaborate with a group of other practitioners in offering something like this. That was also new to me. And I felt really good about being able to connect people from all different areas in the world to come together to continue to learn about how we can support our health and wellness through holistic methods. So again, I say this because at the time, I found that there wasn't a lot of information being shared through the mainstream media or through the government about some of the really simple tools that we could we could have started using at the start of that pandemic that would have helped us to mitigate so much of the depression so much of the low immune system, so much of the addictive qualities that a lot of us um, increased with, so much of the the loneliness, all of these different pieces, the, the vitamins that we could have been taking, all of these pieces that we felt the practitioners in this retreat felt were not getting shared in the mainstream media and that were extremely important and were things that people could do for themselves at a very low cost, we were able to provide that service. And that felt really, really good. It was this retreat that had a profound effect on me. 
at the time, I started to pay attention to my own mental health. And I became acutely aware that my own level of, of uncertainty and fear from what I was hearing in the mainstream media, what I was hearing from my society, from my community, was starting to have a, an effect on my mental health and also on my relationships. I'm sure that a lot of you listening can feel or can agree with a similar process unfolding for themselves. And I got to thinking, how can I create that same feeling of flow, that same fluid soul experience that I was able to create for myself whilst traveling in Central America right now here in Canada during the winter when we are all in lockdown, when we are all isolated and when my, own, my only ability to contact people is through the online space. And I wanted to find out if I could create that for myself. And so I sat down and I started thinking about, well, what were the practices and tools that I was using whilst I was traveling? I wrote down my daily practices. I wrote down the mindset that I was able to hold for myself. I wrote down um, reminders in regards to how beliefs work, how programming works, how the quantum field works, how we're able to manifest. And I think this is a question that probably a lot of us ask. When you go away, when you travel somewhere, you always feel free and fluid because you're away. You're away from your job. You're away from the, the expectations that people place on you when you're living your everyday life. You're able to do and be and say whatever you want to do. You'll know that you're there on holiday, in a sense, to rest, to repair, to explore, to play, to have fun. And then we come home and we get back into our old ruts, into our old habits. And I was thinking and I kept thinking to myself, well, why is this? Surely we're able to create that same feeling of freedom, that same feeling of effortless expansion, regardless of your external scenarios. And so this is what Joe Dispenza talks a lot about in the work that he does in regards to um being able to find coherence, so your own level of balance, your own level of harmony from within yourself and to not allow the external circumstances to dig their claws in and to be the pieces that are controlling your life. So I started my own daily journey and I don't remember the exact day. I'd have to go back to my journals, but I think I did about 300 and it was maybe like 350 days straight. And I started this around, it would have been April or May, 350 days straight of waking up early and doing my morning practice. And my morning practice evolved throughout that time. Um, but it would include things such as meditation, movement, visualization, I often listened to guided and visualization meditations. I found them really, really powerful. I journaled every day why I was grateful. And I journaled just in general how I was feeling, what it is that I wanted to create for myself. I would also pray to my guides, my guardians, my angels. 
I would smudge myself with sage, with sweet grass, with cedar. I would light a candle. I would pull an oracle card every day. And within that, there were other little extra pieces here and there, but that was the main, um, the main essence of my daily morning routine. And I have to say, it changed everything. <laughs> it became my safe space. I would get excited the night before about knowing that I was going to wake up the next day and be able to reset myself. So no matter what happened to me in that day, the next day was my reset, was my time to take care of myself. And it really helped me to stay grounded during the year of 2020. And the thing about living out here where I live in the Kootenays is that it's very much like a bubble. There is so much nature everywhere I look. There is so much space. And I'm able to step out of my door and within a few minutes, I'm able to be out in nature beside a beautiful river. And I'm likely to see maybe one or two people within an hour span. And if, you know, and if that's too many people for you, then all you have to do is drive up the valley 20 minutes, half an hour, and you can go find a ton of trails and mountain ranges where you will see zero people <laughs> apart from um, birds, otters, fish, things like that. But people themselves, less likely to see. So we out here in the Kootenays, you know, it's very different to living in a city and experiencing the pandemic. And it was really hard. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard for me to sympathize with people like my parents and like my friends who were living in cities because their experience was very different to my experience. Of course, I did experience the mandates, the restrictions, the lockdowns, but more so when I would go into town. But to know that I would be able to drive out of town, come out to where I lived and have all this space again was in itself a very, very nourishing and nurturing experience. So I am so, 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 so grateful that I live out here. And it reminded me, the pandemic reminded me of why I live in this area and why I need to be near nature. I need to have space. And again, it's all linked back to supporting my mental health and to supporting that connection between my soul experience and the energy of flow. Throughout the remaining months of 2020, I continued to anchor myself into my daily morning routine. And I knew that something was bubbling up from this process. I knew that something was going to be birthed, whether it was a new version of me, whether it was a new direction within my business, whether it was a new level of awareness and consciousness around my relationships, around my community, around the pandemic itself. And it led me towards signing up for a manifestation course with an incredible woman, Kirsten, who I actually first met through the online business program that I was in, that I spoke about, the MLM. And she had branched off from working in this online community and had followed her dreams in becoming a manifestation guide and coach. And then she'd built her own manifestation program. So I had been watching this process of hers unfold for that previous year and a half. 
And again, I felt like I was intuitively guided towards signing up for her program. And it was so in alignment with what I desired at that time. The personal work that I was able to do through this program really helped me in so many ways, um, but specifically around my childhood traumas and beliefs around money. So I was able to work through so many childhood experiences around money. And through that, I was able to acknowledge the shadow, the shadow parts of myself. So if you're not familiar with that term or what that even means, shadow work, Shadow work is, well, it encompasses so many things, but if we were to break it down simply, it's it's those parts of yourselves that when you were a child, you were told in maybe one or two scenarios that it's not okay to be that way. For example, say there is a couple of kids hanging out and one of the children starts um you know, running around and playing and shouting and screaming and just having fun on their own. And they get told by a teacher or a parent that they need to be quiet, that children aren't supposed to make noises, that children are meant to be civilized and polite, and that they do not raise their voices. And so that might have happened once to that child, it might have happened many times. What that'll do is it will ingrain a belief into that child's experience that behaving in that way is wrong or bad. And so that expressive part of themselves, that part of themselves that wants to speak their truth, that wants to play, that wants to express, will start to be dimmed. And as it is being dimmed, it will move into the shadow area of your life. So these are the parts of ourselves, these are the emotions, these are the beliefs, these are the ways that we experience life that we have been told in some aspect of our childhood that is wrong, is bad, and that it's not okay to live like that. So we push them down, we push them away. Things like anger. This is another key one that I see in a lot of people. And shadow work helps you to recognize, firstly, what are your shadows? So what are the parts of you that you've been dimming? Where did that come from? So you are able to pinpoint the specific areas in your life, the specific conversations you had. When you bring awareness to that, already in itself, you're starting to heal that part of yourself. You're starting to see and hear it. We then want to work towards bringing that shadow back into the light. So we can do this in a number of ways. But let's take the idea of being expressive and screaming like that child did. So if that child was to bring that back into their lives, in one way, it could be um, a part of them that um, causes chaos in their life. You know, they might have a tantrum as an adult and let it go. That's not a bad thing, though. That's them releasing that emotion. That's them seeing it. That's them hearing it. So that in itself is a healing process. The other part of that is that you can transform that shadow energy into something that is going to further further elevate your consciousness, further elevate your desires, your soul purpose. So you could use that expressive energy towards motivating yourself in achieving a goal or motivating yourself in achieving a fitness level. Or perhaps that expressive energy, that screaming, that shouting comes into you actually speaking your truth and setting strong boundaries. So this is a little insight into shadow work. 
And this manifestation program like blew open wide my ability of how I was able to manage my money, use my money, and how I was able to actually manifest more money, more financial stability into my life. And I realized how much of my old beliefs and programmings and childhood traumas had had this huge energetic block that had stopped these things from coming through. So that was such a gift for me. It was such an investment for me. As I say that, I realized that 2020 was a year of investing in me. I invested in my business by turning it to an online platform. I invested in a manifestation program. I invested in my mental health by staying anchored through a strict daily morning routine. But that's not where the investing stopped. Oh, no, 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 no. Like I said, it was a year of investments. Around the middle of 2020, I decided to partner with an incredible online spiritual business community that I had been following for the previous year. A few of my really good friends who used to also work in that online MLM business had branched away around the same time I did in 2019. And some of them had joined this new community. So during 2019 and and a part of 2020, I'd been following their journeys. I'd been learning about this community. I'd been learning about the incredible product that they had also aligned with. And I was getting really, really curious because I already had an understanding of um, online business, online marketing all of the pros and the challenges to starting an online business. And I came from a very well-educated space when I was learning about this business because I'd already been there before. I'd already done a lot of the training, a lot of the learning that is required to truly understand what it means to start working online. And these beliefs, these views are simply, again, not taught in our schooling system. There is typically only one view that you have to follow this certain way of living your life with an education, with a good career in order to be deemed successful, in order to earn a certain amount of money. But I had learned in those previous four years that that's not true and that the online world is safe. And that it is expansive beyond our belief when it comes to our reach within a business. I also adored the product. And I'm not going to use this podcast to talk about the product, but I had learned about it about a year and a half prior. So when I learned that it was aligned with this community, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I started to realize that these were some of the messages that the universe was giving to me, little hints along the way and guiding me along the way. And I knew that in my heart of hearts, this was the right direction for me to head towards. So I figured out all my finances. I looked more into the community and learn about how they have a very supportive school of marketing. So they themselves actually provide anyone who starts this business with a full breakdown from A to Z on how to create, how to organize, how to run an online business. So even though I had previous experience, it was so, I felt so supported knowing that this community had my back from the ground up. 
I made the final decision in July of 2020 and invested in my products and they arrived around November. And I started the process of relearning and unlearning many of the different tools and ways of thinking and processes and systems that I needed to know in order to run this new online business of mine. And it was such an exciting time because, yes, on one hand, lots of people had become unemployed during 2020, but everyone had all of this extra time on their hands. People were spending so much time at home with their families, being able to get back to some of their hobbies, some of their daily activities that truly bring them joy, that bring them bliss. And this was starting to create a new level of worldwide consciousness in which human beings were starting to experience um, this new level of awareness and actually recognizing that the lives that they were previously living were not necessarily the lives that they wanted to continue living. And so this was actually part of my own experience, but I started to connect with lots of other people whilst I was starting to build this new online business that felt the same, that wanted more, that wanted more time freedom, more location freedom, more financial freedom. And none of these things are bad or wrong. We all have the right to live our lives how we desire to live them. It's just not a belief that programmed into us during our childhood, during our university years, is often the complete opposite. So I found this process to be extremely empowering. And I started to realize that this was another one of my purposes in my life, was to empower others to truly create and tap into their own unique potential, whether that's through a yoga class, whether that's through starting their online business, or whether that's they simply want to change the direction of their life. I knew that this was a pivotal time in my own experience that was going to shift the way in which my business ran, the way in which I showed up as a human being, and so much more. I truly believe that a business journey is within itself a spiritual journey, and the two go hand in hand. If you run a business, especially within holistic health, within mental health, within personal well-being, you really need to be doing your own inner work in order to be able to show up for your clients, for your students, for your business. Because if you can't understand from a first-hand perspective what that process feels like and what are the best ways in which you can support someone else, it's kind of like investing in a broken-down vehicle deciding to not fix any of the interior work, to not fix the engine, but to only focus on making the exterior look beautiful in making the body work back to its original state so that it's shiny on the outside, but rusty on the inside. This is how I see the combination of running an online business or running any business being a a spiritual process because if you're not doing the inner work, you yourself are not growing and expanding. So this process led me deeper down into my own personal inner work and I decided to reinvest once again with my friend and energy worker, Shelly. I signed up for a five-week series with her which was focusing on 
um, releasing physical lower back pain that I had been suffering with for at least 10 years. And that in itself was a really amazing journey. So much came out of it. We did a lot more work with my chakras. We did a lot more work with clearing um, energetic contracts that I had made, but really understanding where were my where were my beliefs and programs still residing within me, and how were they being manifested in my body? So for me, not standing up for myself within my my life, my relationships, my career, had in turn over the years caused me to have this lower back pain. So that process was beautiful and expansive. And after the four weeks, my lower back pain did significantly reduce. And I was very, very happy that I had made another important investment in my own health and well-being. As this new version of myself was continuing to be birthed, I decided to go back to some of my older desires I had not yet self-actualized or achieved. One of them was to host a local Kootenai yoga festival. I'd had this dream about four years prior when I actually first came into the Kootenais that it would be such an amazing project to bring all of the different teachers, whether that was yoga, whether that was Chinese medicine, whether that was Reiki, whether that was massage therapy, bring all of these practitioners together under one umbrella of a Kootenai yoga festival. I had got this idea first from my friend who is the founder of the Banff Yoga Festival. And I was always so inspired by what she was able to create in the three years that I had been a part of that process. So every year I would go back to Banff whilst living in the Kootenays and I would volunteer at the Banff Yoga Festival. And every year I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. What an amazing way to bring the community together, but also to offer people more insight into holistic health and wellness because it's not something, again, that is really shared much in our mainstream media and through our governments. But through those four years of living in the Kootenays, I had come up with so many excuses each year as to why I couldn't do it. And I realized in 2020 that this healing journey that I was really, truly expanding into was highlighting many of the blocks and reasons why I didn't feel like I was able to play that role, was able to take that lead on that project. But at the end of 2020, many shifts had occurred for me and I thought, this is it. This is the time. Everyone right now is so badly needing community connection, so needing a focus on health and wellness in our community. And so I started the process of building a small team to help me create this project, to help me see the Kootenai Yoga Festival become a real actual living festival. And I also knew that through a lot of the inner work I had done, a lot of the shadow work I had done, a lot of the energy work that I had done, this newer version of myself was able to hold and carry, was able to hold and carry the beliefs within myself that I hadn't been able to hold before. I had this newfound level of awareness, confidence. 
I was able to truly start speaking my truth. I was able to set strong boundaries. I was able to make decisions that were clear and concise. And it felt like it was the right time. Like I had mentioned at the start of this podcast, one of my goals for 2020 was to cultivate that effortless ease and fluidity within my daily experiences. And so this yoga festival really helped me to continue that process as I expanded the team, as we started to reach out into the community, as we started to connect with teachers, sponsors, systems and processes that we would need to use in order to run this festival, things continued to drop energetically into place. I really truly felt like the universe was supporting this shift and so I continued to move forward. And it was a very beautiful process. It's not that it wasn't challenging. It was really fucking challenging. <laughs> and with it brought its own demons, its own um, new awarenesses within traumas and beliefs I had been holding on to. But I was really starting to tune into that guidance that so many of us probably have heard people say, you know, I'm guided, I get messages, I get signs, I get feelings, I get intuitive hits. These are all things that I only dreamed of being able to experience. But as we moved into 2021, I was seeing, feeling and experiencing this for myself. At this same time, I decided to make a really scary decision. I decided to go full-time as an entrepreneur, to go full-time as a owner of a yoga business, as a new online business owner, as the founder of the Kootenai Yoga Festival that we had yet to set a date for, and all the while the world is going through a pandemic. I wouldn't be surprised if from the outside it looked like an insane decision to be making at this time with so much uncertainty. But I knew through the whole of 2020 that I was being guided and that I was being pushed to continue to become uncomfortable. And again, I've mentioned it before, but it's in that discomfort where true growth and expansion is birthed. I knew that if I wanted to create my own financial stability, it meant that I had to do it on my own terms with my own businesses and with energy that I truly wanted to give towards cultivating financial freedom, not working and trading my time for money or my hours for money. This doesn't mean that it was absolutely terrifying. This doesn't mean that I didn't have humongous amounts of doubt, humongous amounts of uncertainty, of unworthiness. Because whenever you get uncomfortable, whenever you make a big shift in your life, your old wounds, your old beliefs, they always come back up and resurface themselves. And this is another key reason why it's so important to be doing the inner work yourself when you are growing and expanding. Because if I didn't have these practices and these understandings of how to support this process for myself, I would have easily crumbled and probably gone back to getting a regular nine to five job. I see this happen so often with people that I know who reach for their dreams, but then don't have their own support system to help 
them to move through that transition because it is scary. It is unsettling, but especially during something like a global pandemic. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hold love and gratitude to each and every one of you for choosing to invite me into your awareness today. If you liked, loved or resonated with what was shared, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. If you take a screenshot of your review and send it over to fluidsoulpodcast at gmail.com, you will receive from me a free guided chakra activation meditation as a little thank you. If you know of anyone that could be supported through this podcast, please share it with them. If you share it on social media, do not forget to tag me as I would love to repost that share. To keep up to date with what I'm up to, head over to my socials, Instagram, amy.fluidsoul and Facebook, Fluid Soul Yoga. Your support is crucial in my ability to continue to serve and record episodes. You can send me a donation of your choice by following the Red Circle donation link in the show notes of this episode. And if you're curious on how I've been able to create more fluidity, freedom and abundance via the online space, hop over to my website, fluidsoul.ca and sign up for our free web class to learn more. Now grab a cup of tea and let's get fluid. Fluid.